I mean, my wife is probably my greatest pillar of strength. I mean, she, I mean, if, if I didn't have her, my kids would probably be. Groving <laughs> <laughs> the parking lot. I, my gosh, right. Level up your financial fitness and place yourself in the driver's seat of your career success. Kendra Rommel hosts The Rommel Report, a monthly podcast that takes your side hustle, real estate projects, and other investments to the next level through stories from young entrepreneurs like you who share the hard work, failures, and triumphs that help them scale their technical skills into a profitable business. Hard work alone won't make you a millionaire. Just like a pro athlete, it takes grit, discipline, and mastery. That's why host Kendra Rommel shares insights as an accomplished loan officer and Futures Financial co-founder. It's Kendra Rommel with the Rommel Report. Today, I am sitting next to a friend. He uh, pushes me in our workouts. Everybody tries to be like yeah, him. Apparently, right. <laughs> apparently, we're all trying to be like him in business Gosh. too, but uh, this is Greg. Salo with Young Nails, and um, so welcome, Greg. Thank you, thank you, Kendra. Yeah. Uh, so I, I'm not. You guys aren't pushing. I'm. The, you're the one who's pushing everybody. <laughs> this is not true. You can clearly see in physique who's trying to push you. Right. But. Anyways, um, today we're sitting here with you, and the reason I wanted to sit down with you outside of the gym is um, you have Young Nails. Yes. And. Um, Talk to us about what Young Nails is, other than the obvious, right? We know so, you like to paint your nails. I, your I, <laughs> my toes. <laughs> <laughs> um, we are a professional nail care company. Uh, I've been manufacturing professional nail care products, acrylics, gels, um, gel polishes, nail polish, anything associated with what a salon uses. Uh, I've been producing it uh, for almost 30 years. Um, I didn't start off as a manufacturer. I started off as a manufacturer of professional nail care kits for cosmetology schools. I mean, that's how we got into the business. That's crazy. Yeah, and uh, it, you know, everything kind of progressed and developed over the years. Um, I didn't get into the business as a nail tech. I mean, you can imagine at 20 years old, my mom's like, we're gonna start a business. I'm like, what do you want to do? She's like, we're going to start manufacturing kits for schools. I'm like, I'm out of here. <laughs> I mean, like, what? <laughs> but, you know, and, you know it, 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 I, I believe that, you know, it was truly destiny. I was never going to do this. I was going to be a fireman, and I ended up a nail tech. <laughs> I know. A little different. L just a little. Just a little. <laughs> the nail polish doesn't come out any hose. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> Although you probably wished it would at this point. I mean, seriously. <laughs> just stand there. I got you. <laughs> wow. I can't believe that. Dude, that hey, easy. It's next. It's next. It's the next breakthrough. Hose product. you down. Your nails are done. <laughs> it's a one-stop one shop. Oh man, but uh, no, it's been it's been an incredible journey. I'm very fortunate. I, you know, I started the business with my mom. Uh, my brother uh, is the CEO. He runs uh, he runs a show. Uh, very fortunate to have him as my partner, and uh, we we work well. We have an um, the, the the company is where it is today because of the team. It's yeah. a huge team effort, and um, yeah, you know, it's. Uh, it's it, it, we've pivoted in a different way, you know, um, and I mean I, I think that the 
COVID has changed a lot, oh, but yeah. uh, we've, we've been fortunate to pivot in a completely different direction over the past uh, few years and it, it's worked out quite well. So, so many great pieces of this that I love about your story. So one, you getting kind of slapped between the eyes by your mom going, hey, this uh, is my idea and I need your help, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. And so digesting that, were you at that point of being a young adult out of college? Had you not gone to college? I did two years okay. and then I dropped out. Um, I decided that I wanted to be a fireman because I, you know, I figured at 20 and like 10 days on, 20 days off. <laughs> I, I thought that's. Work. I thought that was real. There's no such thing. I mean, <laughs> wouldn't it be nice, right, to work ten days and have twenty off? There's no such thing. But that was my perception back then. I, I was. Uh, I was this close to pulling the trigger and moving up north and working in a restaurant as a dishwasher and skiing all day. I, that's what I wanted to do as a kid. Yeah. Um, I didn't finish school though. Yeah, I finished nail school. <clears throat> so you went from college into nail school. I went to college to manufacturing kits with my mom. Mm -hmm. I didn't start nail school until 97. Okay. I got licensed in 98. Um, and the only reason why I got licensed is because I wanted to speak the language. I, f I felt that the only way that I could really kind of garner the respect of other professionals is if I was a professional myself. Mm -hmm. And I felt like you know, holding a, a, a manicuring license, a nail license, was the first step, mm -hmm. so I, I did that. I went to school, I got my license, but the reality was when I got out of school, like, I could do a mean manicure. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. That's awesome, yeah. though. So, okay, I mean, I appreciate that. I mean, yeah. I wish I knew you. I then. was that student in school. Everyone walked in like, I want that guy to rub my feet. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh I mean, that makes it easy for you, yeah. honestly. You didn't have to have game at that point. Yeah, you just know how to, you know, paint toes. That's right. That's and, right. So. I mean, some guys would argue that that's not a bad gig. Others may. But um, so from that point, so your mom was in the nail business. No, she she ran uh, Postal Express. My mom had a mailbox, et cetera, kind of UPS store. Right. And this random guy walked in from out of the streets and said, I want to rent out the backspace of your business to start manufacturing these custom kits for cosmetology schools. And my mom said, okay, like, I'll charge you $500 a month rent mm -hmm. so that you can get this off. And then she called me that afternoon and said, hey, this guy's got a great idea. What do you think? And I was like, dude, are you kidding me? Like, Did he um, position himself to be, like, to be a partner with her? So it was about a week after he started doing all this stuff where she was like, he was like, look, we could partner up 50-50. Mm -hmm. And my mom thought it was a great idea. Mm -hmm. And we went into business with a random stranger who, yeah, it, was, it, it wasn't a great relationship. Oh, no. No, yeah, so that lasted about a year and a half before okay. we actually uh, bought him out of the business. Okay. And then my mom and I ran it solo with my uncle, mm -hmm. uh, who worked in the warehouse for, well, I worked. We all worked in the warehouse. Uh, that was for almost nine, ten years. So it started out with, give me the simplicity of the, <clears throat> of the right. package. Yeah, so quick breakdown is we started off manufacturing manicuring kits for cosmetology schools from 92 to, I'd say, about 98. Mm -hmm. um, I had dabbled in private label. So mm -hmm. we were manufacturing uh, kits 
uh, for a lot of large cosmetology schools nationwide, and I convinced one of the large schools that we were dealing with that they, they needed their own line. So <laughs> of they, you did. they agreed. They agreed, right? Because they had they had thousands of students, and I figured, wow, what a great idea for them to build a brand if they already have the clientele. That's right. Uh, they agreed, and. Um, the guy who actually helped me create the design for their brand and actually launch their brand um, after we launched, it wasn't successful, uh, but he was the one who was like, dude, why don't you just name the product after your mom? He was joking with me, and I'm like, Young Nails? And he was like, dude, I'm telling you, that's like, that is so, my mom's name is Young, uh -huh. and so that's how the brand was uh, created. I, I named it after my mom from a friend joking around with me. In 99, uh, we changed, our, the original name of the company was Hollywood Nails International. It's like the most cheesy name ever. Yeah, but. good call on <laughs> So it went from Hollywood Nails to Young Nails. Um, and in 99, I launched it at uh, the industry. It's Cosmoprofit, it was the BBSI, Beauty and Barber Supply Institute show. It used to be held in Las Vegas. But I launched with Young Nails in 99. And yeah, I just, I, I, I had a chip on my shoulder. You know, I, I thought I was an amazing nail technician at the time. I think, I think my strength was I wasn't afraid to speak in public. Uh -huh. I wasn't afraid to do demonstrations. I was really excited to show off my brand and how it worked. Yeah, and typical young guy. Yes, so That's awesome. I literally set up appointments with cosmetology schools nationally and I just went from school to school selling a kit, going to trade shows. I, we, could, we couldn't afford trade shows at the time, so I always had to split a booth with some of the industries, you know, some of my vendors, right. you know, just to get the space. But my mom and my brother and I would go out and travel and do these small shows and I would do demos and sell products. It was one customer at a time. Yeah. And that's literally how it ran um, until we picked up our first international distributor. And uh, th dude, it was like after we picked up England as our first distributor, then I picked up a distributor in Puerto Rico and then Mexico. And then it just like, you know, in the 90s, for us, it was really easy to grow on an international level. Mm -hmm. um, there was no social media. Right. So the only way you could expose yourself is you actually went to trade shows. Yeah. So that's what we did. We did trade shows and... Is that, was that typical for your industry? There's international trade shows? Yes. Okay, okay. It was huge international shows. Okay. Uh, Germany, till today, still has one of the largest ex exhibitions. Um, I mean, not now, no, no one's doing trade shows now. Yeah, but, clearly. Um, yeah, so England, Germany, um, Mexico, Japan. I mean, I've, uh, you know, I, I tell everybody I, I've spent most of my life on an airplane. <laughs> yeah. Fast forward, because that's crazy. I'm a very much a people person, and that's how I've built my business to date. So when COVID hit, I think the hardest part for me, for my business, was I couldn't shake hands with people. Correct. And like, get, vibe off them, get ideas, um, see opportunity. For me, that's how I, I thrive. So for you, <clears throat> you mentioned a couple things. Um, which one of them is COVID hit and your business took off, right? It, yes. But you had access to social media Correct. prior to COVID. So Correct. let's talk about that, right? How you, when you first, maybe it was pre-COVID where 
your business had shifted and you saw another door of opportunity. As you've progressed, you've seen these different opportunities kind of present themselves. Do you think that that's a natural gift for you to see opportunity? Is it because other people bring you opportunity at this point? Like, how is it that you elevate yourself each and every time, do you think? I think it's it's learning from mistakes and the mistakes that, I'm not saying it was a mistake, it was just Habib and I and my mom, uh, we have dealt with traditional distribution our whole entire life. So mm -hmm. we'd manufacture a product, we'd sell it to a distributor, distributor would sell it to the pro. Yeah. We're, we're dealing, when you're competing against when you're competing against companies that have unlimited budget for advertising right. it's, and, and shelf space, right? Right. You, you uh, again, <clears throat> depending on how big you're com of the customer you're competing against, it's very hard to compete against someone who has an unlimited amount of cash. Right. Um, we're fortunate that my bro my brother he realized probably three or four years ago that social media was not just a you know like you know a blip. It was something serious that was going to change everything, especially with how e-commerce was developing as well. Yep. I mean, the, yep. the whole Amazon effect, right? I mean, yeah, it's, it's crazy. absolutely crazy. Yeah. Um, we, three years ago, made a shift, mm -hmm. literally just said, you know what, we're done doing trade shows, we're done advertising in magazines, we're going to focus all our attention on social media advertising. Mm -hmm. And it, it literally, when, when COVID hit, it was like pouring gasoline on a fire. <laughs> That's it was so cool. crazy. Yeah. I mean, it sucks that COVID hit, but it's, it, does. It, it really did some monumental things for yes. different businesses and depending Correct. on how you positioned yourself. Um, so social media for me was recreational until probably a year and a half ago when I started taking it more serious for myself oh, yeah. and my business. Oh, yeah. um, I didn't really know what I was doing at the time. We didn't either. Yeah. So it's one of those learning things. And I think what's fascinating is every time I talk to somebody that has created a level of success, right? We all have varying degrees of what that means, what that looks like, but um, they have found this opportunity or this spot for themselves in their industry. And then just express truth via whatever the new vehicle is and it seems like they've they're thriving right by way of your demonstration <clears throat> every morning or whatever your truths are you've literally cut out the the massive expenses ran leaner and more effective we, we, you, yes and I, I will state this today content is king <laughs> it, it 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 like and the the individuals who know how to put the most content together and expose it to as many people as possible, mm -hmm. and that vehicle is social media, mm -hmm. um, you're going to gain way more exposure. And that is what we do. It's funny, we are a media company that produces professional nail care products. <laughs> it didn't start that way. No, no not even <laughs> close, you know. And I totally recommend to anybody out there who's trying to build a business, like that's, you know, what you have to do in order to gain more exposure. It's not going to be television and magazine ads. So do you feel now, though, in if you're being 100% truthful, mm -hmm. do you spend most of your budget on the support of your media Wonder. versus oh, your yeah. product? I would say... 
I would say no because advertising, yes. Mm-hmm. Our advertising budget has, and it's way more. Our advertising budget now is much heavier than it was when we were doing it, uh, trade shows and the traditional way of advertising. Mm-hmm. But the, the thing is, is the return is much higher. Mm-hmm. And you can see it. <laughs> like right. when you ran, when you did a trade show, right, and I'm sure you guys have done trade shows in the past. Yeah, of course. Okay, so, I'm doing one next week, okay, actually. So the, the, the cost of the booth, the cost of labor to set up, hotel expenses. Yeah. I mean, it just, you can rattle it off. Right. Right. So depending on what kind of industry, if you're selling a tangible product, which we do, you'd go to a trade show and we would only sell so much. It would never come close to covering the expenses mm-hmm. at that trade show. And not only that, but, you know, how long would it actually take for us to recoup those losses? Everyone would say, well, you're not really losing, right? You're exposing your brand. Yeah, right. It was right. the same people that were showing up to the trade shows every single year. Yeah. It's not like you have... <laughs> you were seeing friends. <laughs> same people every year. Yeah. Right? Yes, you have a handful of new students and everyone that are coming through that are learning the business. But the amount of exposure that we get... Look, I go live on, I go live on Instagram every morning. I have a crowd of 500 people that watch live every morning. That's and, crazy. and then when I'm done and I look at the numbers for 30 minutes, it's anywhere between 2,500 to 3,000 people that watched. Now that's just in that 30 minute segment. Yeah, right. Right, throughout the day, it can go as high as thousands. Then all the videos that we put out, everything. I, I, was, I was talking to your team. We put out 80 pieces of content daily. 80. So you can imagine the exposure that we're getting on that wow, level. Wow, we're behind the eight ball. Do you guys hear that? <laughs> you, 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 but you're not. You're, 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 doing, you're doing it right. You yeah. are producing content. You're putting content out there. You're exposing it to me. That's how you generate... That's how you generate interest. We didn't yeah. start off like that. We didn't start off doing that. So I'm going to ask you a question. Yeah. You can deny it if you want. But um, did you pay for a following at first? No. No, we didn't. Um, because we already had a small following. So... Okay. Um, oh, you know, I, I take that back. So there's ways of paying. We paid to expose because on Instagram, mm-hmm. you can actually, you can pay to have people, uh, it's it, like exposing the actual um, ha- uh, handle, right? Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you can run ads that people just will kind of follow the handle. Right. But we weren't right. paying for followers. You're running ads so that it just exposes the handle. Right. So you were promoting the, the, the post. The, yeah, that's it. You're yeah, pr- you were boosting the post. Yes. Basically. So you're basically paying to just get exposure of whatever post. That's right. that, right? And so right. the problem is with that is you just get like, you just get random. You get random people that follow, so the, to, to actually gain people that are interested in the brand, yeah, it's not organic. You, yeah, you want organic following, right? Right. So this is the big debate, by yeah. the way, in the social media or digital marketing space. I've been in lots of conferences just trying to educate yep. myself because this is a movement across every industry, whether a ticket ticket sale item or a, something like ours, where we're pushing, you know, uh, lending. Correct. Right. So. In that, in that breath, I've sat and I've listened and there's a side that absolutely thinks that in order for you to be validated, you should have followers, whether they're paid followers or not. Then there's the other side of the fence that's like, yes, that used to be the way it was, but now if you, somebody has 
10, 20, 30, 100,000 followers, but their engagement, their likes, their comments are at five, there's a mismatch, yes. right? And people are gonna call BS or that something is wrong. And Correct. so I think it's interesting because we are on two separate sides of what we're putting out, Correct. right? But I think at the end of the day, to hear that you're authentic and your reach is organic, the fact that you promote something that is true is, is still true to yes. you and your product. It's just that you're paying for it to be exposed a little bit more aggressively. Yeah. I think there's a big difference in we, that. We, so we advertise, mm -hmm. but um, we advertise when we're running sales, mm -hmm. right? So mm -hmm. people will see more adverts, right? Right. when we're actually pushing a product that we want to sell. Mm -hmm. um, we don't pay for following. We, I, don't, I don't push, we don't push, to gain more followers, mm -hmm. it comes organically. Right. We, I, I would say from, you know, we have, I think right now on Instagram, there's about 760,000 followers. Mm -hmm. The last 100,000, it's just been creeping. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, mm -hmm. I think we probably three to 400 a day right now, but there was a time where we were gaining 1,500 to 2,000 a day. Yeah. You know, we were like, yeah. oh my gosh, that's incredible. We're getting yeah. all these followers, but it, it means nothing. Yeah. Like, unless the engagement is really high. Right. So you could have a small following, mm -hmm. but if your engagement is really high, that is the most important thing. But yeah, there has to be- the commodity. It really is. Um, one of the things that we have that we take, we have a community manager who literally on all platforms, TikTok, YouTube, uh, Instagram, Facebook, all our communities, everything that we do, if someone asks a question... They're responding. Yes. Yeah, all that's huge though. Huge. Yeah, no, it is huge. I mean, you're basically paying for customers in a roundabout, right? Correct. Any marketing effort, whether mm -hmm. it is events, or if there's nobody behind that Correct. to answer the questions, mm -hmm. you're wasting money. You're wasting. I, I don't care if you're standing at the street corner Agreed. selling oranges. If you leave your orange basket there, <laughs> not unattended, you're not gonna get the engagement, no, right? No. Like so. I think that's true, and that's a miss. Yes. Right by so many companies. Like, oh, yeah. to your point, that ten thousand pound gorilla in the marketplace, no matter what marketplace, it's true that they have endless capital. It's it could be very, very true also that they don't have the proper infrastructure to support what they're marketing. It's that's the truth. Yeah. Right. It is the truth. You, right. Like you can set it up. But if you don't have the support behind right. it, right. you're just throwing money, you're just burning it. Totally. It, like, there has to be- there A has funnel. To, there does, there does, yeah. yes. Yeah. There has so to be. that's a big debate. I don't know if you're on the Clubhouse app. Have you been on no. Clubhouse? I yeah. need to send you an invite. But Clubhouse talks about all this. It's an audio only app. You cannot do anything visual. So literally everybody that has followings on these other social media platforms legitimately starts at zero. Okay, oh, yeah. so the Grant Cardone's in my space, all the real estate moguls or um, it, educational coaches, what have you, um, it takes them down to the same playing field and all they right. only get the opportunity to speak when they're elevated to a panel, then their truth is communicated in the time that everyone else in that room, the isolated room, is listening. So yeah. what's fantastic about this app is it forces people to be accountable. Yeah. I mean, is there a way to work the system? Of course. Is there a way that they're gonna monetize everything? Of course. Right now it's very infantile, but the reason I'm bringing that up is people who are authentic to their brand and have created these funnels, right, to support their marketing efforts, 
are the ones thriving. They yeah. all talk about this, you know? Um, and so, but the other piece of this is there has to be actionable. Like at the end of the day, you are a nail comp you're a nail product distributor, oh, yeah. right? Manufacturer. Yeah. Manufacturer. Yeah. yeah, so there still has to be action behind that piece too, even oh, though yeah. you've said I've moved to a media company that produces but, this. But you're right, and a distributor as well because we're distributing direct. Right. So our model used to be to sell to distributors, which we still do, but we've pivoted. Right. right? We're more direct to professionals, direct to consumer. Right. It's Your business uh, has changed. Everything. Yeah. It literally has changed. Yeah. You know, and so you can't just abandon that, right? No. Like, and you're no. like, hey, this is working great and we're creating this community, but th this is still my daily. Oh, so, yeah. So how are you juggling that in terms of time? We have the right team. Team, yeah. We do. Um, you know, and, you know, I have to, like, my, my station back there, like, I, like the, you can see the workstation back here. Yeah. I'm on the station working daily. So yeah. working on videos, working on education, developing products, working on, you know, and it, 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 there's only so many things you could do with nails. Okay, so, you know, once you've gone through everything, then you got to go right back and you got to, it's like it rewind, re re rewind, repeat. It's just constantly going over content, content, content. And educating, and I, for me, I'm I always I'm like the king of fundamentals. Like, I, I want to teach people how to build fundamentals so they get strong. Mm -hmm. Everyone wants to be an artist, mm -hmm. and that's great. Mm -hmm. But a lot of artists are broke. Most. <laughs> <laughs> so that's not fun. <laughs> no. So, you know, it, it's it's understanding that you don't need to be a great artist to make money. Mm -hmm. You you have to have you have to have good fundamental skills mm -hmm. so that you know how to complete the service mm -hmm. in a reasonable amount of time and make your customer who's getting the service happy. Mm -hmm. It doesn't you don't need to be an artist to do that. You mm -hmm. just have to have good technical skills. Right. And it just takes just like I kind of I like to compare it to CrossFit in a way. Mm -hmm. In order to get stronger and better, mm -hmm. you have to have good fundamentals. Hundred percent. It is the foundation to everything. In order to get better at, think about your first bar muscle up, right? Like I how don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> right? How long did it take? I still don't want to. That but, was today's workout. Yeah, but but right. How long did it take for that progression to happen? It took years, right? Everyone wants to do it on day one. You see your coach doing it, you're like, oh my gosh, it looks so easy to fly over that bar, dude. It's not even that. that you're like, I feel heavier than that. Oh yeah. <laughs> Everyone wants to run before they walk. Everyone yeah. wants to walk before they crawl. Like there is, yep. th there has to be a progression. You have to get really good at crawling before you're walking. You have yeah. to be really good at walking before you're crawling. Before you know it, you're off to the races. With any business, it's the same. Yeah, and I like highlighting that in every conversation I have with varying degrees of industry professionals, only because I myself experienced challenges. Just before I got here, I was experiencing a a difficult moment in doing business and um, I get frustrated because I'm so passionate about what I do Correct. and about people and so how do you overcome that like this is the different this is the separator to me of somebody who ultimately ends up highly successful and somebody that just ends up kind of cruising and really 
not ever realizing true growth or true potential or true purpose for that matter, is they quit before, right at the, you know, they're 90% there. They're right there, oh, but yeah. you can't see beyond yourself, right? I think the ones who can't overcome frustration, there, look, it, it, I wish it was as easy as starting a business and making money, yeah. but making money is really hard because you have to deal with all the problems associated all the all the all the issues mm -hmm. like no one you know in the beginning when we were building a business like it, there's one thing selling but then you have to deal with customer service right customer service is so <laughs> draining look it it, it, again at the end of the day i'm not saying i don't but in the beginning we didn't have a customer service team the people who were doing customer service oh, <laughs> <laughs> i was doing customer service right so it, it's you, you're dealing with angry individuals, you're dealing with frustrated individuals that just want it made right. Right. We deal with this on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. There is frustration when you're dealing with people all the time. There's gonna be situations where it sucks, mm -hmm. right? So mm -hmm. embracing the suck, I think, is the way that you do get to the next level. So what does that look like though, Greg? Like mm. explaining that, right? Because there's plenty of motivational pieces that people put out, but really believing that, absorbing that and working through that, what does that feel like? Like, what does that feel like for you? It's, I mean. Do you have self-talk? Do you consult with other colleagues? I, I, yeah, I do. So my brother, mm -hmm. I'm like, I get to talk to him about my frustrations. Mm -hmm. I think it's having the right team of people who will listen, mm -hmm. who will calm you down because dealing with the situation takes a calm nature. Mm -hmm. When you're angry or upset, it's very hard to make rational decisions. Mm -hmm. um, I feel that if you have a team and if you have if you have the mental ability to kind of step back and say, okay, I just need to kind of calm myself down and to think about how I'm going to figure this problem out um, and, and kind of work from there, it definitely helps. But a combination between, sorry. We have a lunch bell. Oh. <laughs> I, I'm like, what is that? Yeah. Should we be hitting no, the ground? No. <laughs> um, I look at the end of the day. I I am the most volatile. I, I really am. I, I could be I'm the all, most. I don't believe it. No, I am absolutely. You talk to everybody. I could be the most volatile person, but I'm very fortunate that I have a group of individuals, my family that is like, bro, you need to calm down. Yeah. Like, you need to relax, you need to think about this position, how we're going to get through it. And then if you do have a group of individuals who you can talk to, mm -hmm. I think it makes it easier to be able to get through tougher situations. Do you rely on this group of individuals inside your organization or outside your organization? Both, I mean, my wife is probably my greatest pillar of strength. I mean, she, <laughs> I mean, if, if I didn't have her, my kids would probably be. <laughs> <laughs> Groving the parking lot. I, my gosh! Like, I mean, my as it is, they're already their their personalities showed traits of, of savage. <laughs> but I, I feel like we all could. Oh say yeah, that. no, for sure. But she just, she just like she knows how to have situations calmly, mm -hmm. and I think that's really what it comes that's down. So yeah, it's it, it is, you know, I I, I am. Uh, 
I, the, our friends in the gym, like so, I'm really close with Brendan Barrett, and you know, he is a true believer in breathing. Mm -hmm. And look, you know, practicing breathing techniques, mm -hmm. it helps you meditate. Mm -hmm. And I think if you can get to a state of meditation, it actually helps you think clearly as well. So that is also things to practice. Mm -hmm. um, it, it's look, it's a simple form of prayer. Mm -hmm. You don't have to 100%. call it right. So w whether you are religious or not. Mm -hmm. Prayer is meditation, mm -hmm. and if you're able to meditate and breathe, dude, it clears your mind. For sure. And if you have the ability to act in a calm nature, mm -hmm. you can handle any situation. I don't give a shit how, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't breathe. <laughs> I don't, you know, I don't care what the situation is. Mm -hmm. um, that's what, like, Habib, nothing bothers my brother. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter what the situation is. And you can imagine just like, we, we have over 40 employees. Like, you know, you know, it's, you know it's, it's, it's dealing with a lot of personalities. Um, it's not just, you know, internally, externally as well. We have a lot of vendors, a lot of customers. I mean, it's chaos. <laughs> It's 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 beautiful. Right? Yeah, it's yeah. being able to embrace chaos on a regular basis. But I think yeah. you know a combination of many different things that could help anyone mm -hmm. um, overcome frustration is right team um, and just trying to put yourself in a in a in a calm state so that you can overachieve those. Um, do you feel extremely passionate about what you do? I love it. I is there a part that you love more than? Another? I love to see, it's weird, but I, I love to see success stories. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I could read you one if you don't mind. Yeah. I, I, like, so I got a message from a, a student. Well, it was actually um, <clears throat> yesterday I got a, a message from someone. <clears throat> and it said, Greg, you've been an amazing teacher for products and techniques. I just finished nail school, and they really didn't teach me anything about doing nails or gels or any of that. My instructor was so impressed on how good my sculpting and shaping was, she asked me if they could use my picks on their school website. I was flattered, but all the credit goes to you and Young Nails. I use all your products and I've referred lots of students to your videos to help them too and also get the kits and everything they need to get started. The school didn't provide any of that stuff either, so thank you. Thank you for all you do. You're a rock star. So, for me, when I get messages like this, it That's just fantastic. It, and it, so it's I get and I get up I get I get this all the time. Yeah. So that means I'm doing something right. Yeah. I'm helping people achieve success with nails. Yeah. Right. So my passion is not being a nail tech. Right. My passion is being sensei. Yeah. I am, dude, I am a teacher, right? That is yeah. what, that's what I do. I love to teach, right? Um, I'm going to talk to your kids. <laughs> they're, 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 they're like, he lies, he uh, lies. Oh, dude, I'm like, my daughter's like doing math. I'm like, why can't you get this? So we're going to speak to an older crowd. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, I, that's, that's the thing. I, I, I think with, I think with social media, media in general, mm -hmm. it, it's a lot easier for us to be great teachers. Yeah. 
Um, well, it's one dimensional until you receive the message, right? Until you receive the message. It is. Um, I, I, I love getting messages like that. So it reinforces the fact that I am doing something right because I see success. Not, yeah. not, not in sales, right? Yeah. Yeah. At the end of the day, that's a reflection of what we do as a company. Totally. So if we're helping people become successful, right. that means the brand is going to continue to thrive. But in order for Absolutely. the brand to thrive, there has to be like true sustenance behind it, right? Like right. it's not, you know, like we're just throwing money at this. I hope you buy this. <laughs> and I hope, I hope you're lucky in you know your success yeah you, you you have to be able you know one of the things i learned from um we worked with uh vayner media gary v yeah, yeah. for the longest yeah. time and i mean one of the things i learned it's like dude what makes things attractable especially on a media platform it's education and entertainment mm -hmm. combo dude if you have both of those yep unstoppable yeah. so that's that's pretty much the gist of what i try to drive out of our, our out of our podcast right like it, it's great if it can be entertaining for people clearly that's what gets people watching oh, yeah. right but more than that it's that there's real people behind every success story Correct. right and it's the touches and the impact that we make on people i don't care what industry we're in like of course you have to put out a good product Right. Correct. Otherwise, your good product is, I mean, otherwise your crappy product is going to supersede Correct. the. They're going to be like, this guy clearly can't make a good product, and he's trying to teach us all how to be <laughs> a nail tech. Like, Correct. I think it has to go hand in hand. So Correct. I wouldn't totally dismiss this as a byproduct of, but you needed to have a good product to yes. be able to put it out to educate people on how to use it. Correct. Right. So I think there is a blend, but to your point you're just saying the impact that you've made on people's lives has created the success that you've driven. That's, I totally believe that is the reason why we are successful today is because it's not just about the product. The education has changed lives. Mm -hmm. And um, you know, when you can see someone start from nothing and build a successful, thriving business based on the skills that they've learned from us, mm -hmm. that means we're doing something right. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's what it comes down to. Well, and you've taken ownership of that piece, right? Like, you're not yeah. just saying, hey, let me teach five people within my organization how to do this Correct. with varying degrees of what that looks like or their style. You're saying, I'm taking ownership of who I want to be in the marketplace, and I'm going to show you that you should take ownership of who you want to be in the marketplace. You, you have to. Right. And I, I feel that a lot of people who are starting businesses, they do run into that frustration of not seeing results immediate. Mm -hmm. right? That's, again, the problem I think with society today is they want to see results immediately. It's mm -hmm. like, dude, why, yes. am I, why am I not <laughs> jacked? I went to the gym for my, you know, it's like, for I worked me. out for one day. <laughs> Dude, it, well, I, I still say that. <laughs> Rome, dude, I, I use this saying. I don't know if I ever told you the story, but like I was with Reed, and um, this is when we were at when we were at Citizen before he went and started his own thing. And this this lady walked in with her son, yeah, and he was a scrawny little kid, yeah. And she walked up to him and says, "I want my son to look like you in 30 days." And Reed turns to me and goes, "Rome wasn't built in a day." <laughs> 
so I mean, like, it, but it, that is, that is, that's the truth. I mean, it is. It dude, is. Rome wasn't built in a day. And it takes small steps. And you have to put the work in. Yeah. You have to love the grind. Yeah. And the grind is not easy. It's going to suck. So you have to embrace the suck. You have to embrace frustration. You have to learn to overcome those frustrations. Mm -hmm. And if you're patient and you have the passion to just keep working, working, chipping, chipping, chipping away, mm -hmm. you're going to be surprised at the level of success you're going to build in years. As you are chipping away and still yeah. are chipping yeah. away, when do you, do you ever feel like, uh, I don't know that I'm going in the right direction? I, you know, I've definitely hit that wall. Mm -hmm. You know, over 30 years of doing this, there has been times where I've questioned whether we were doing it right. Mm -hmm. Both Habib and I, I mean, we've, we've encountered so many situations where we just like, nothing's working. No matter how much money we're throwing at this, mm -hmm. we're not seeing results. But that didn't stop us from just trying new things. I think when you run into a wall, you have to kind of look at it and say, is this truly working? You can't keep throwing something that's losing all the time. Yeah, right. You have to be able to pivot and adjust and make those adjustments and, and try new things. Mm -hmm. Just that's, that's a fact. That has to so be So you're done. just not afraid to change directions, no. no matter how much you've thrown at something. No. Change when is do a good you, thing. When do, you call, when do you cry mercy, though? Like, when is enough enough for you? Um... I think that's a problem that I... <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a problem I, I, for anyone I, uh, who is persistent. Yes. You're, you want to keep going until... I mean, it's long past the point that maybe you should have severed ties. You know what I mean? Because you don't... You see it as giving up. Yes. That's a big problem for me. So I will give and give and give to people mm -hmm. long past probably where I should because we could just be right there, you know? I, I, it's hard to have a definitive answer because I feel that's also a sign of strength as well. Yeah, yeah. Because it, your passion and your pursuit of greatness mm -hmm. always overcomes you devoting that time to yeah. things that could waste your time. Right. You don't know it. You're so busy and you're so passionate about throwing that energy towards what you love doing. Right. Sometimes it can backfire on you, especially, it, it, it's hard to pull back, but yeah. I, I think it's, it's almost a, a gut instinct. You just have to realize, like, yeah. this is like, and those individuals who can't figure it out, it's hard for me to say, like, I told you so. Yeah, right, right, right. It's, it's something that everyone has to kind of dig deep and, and figure out. I think it's almost like on an annual basis, you have to just kind of look right at what your strengths are and what your weaknesses are and not be afraid of just saying, you know what, this is not working anymore. We need to stop doing this. Yeah, right. And try to move into a different direction and continue. We do that every year. We kind of check ourselves on a yeah. regular basis. Yeah. Have to. So where do you go from here? Um, I mean... For me, it's, uh, I mean, at, at this point, it's, it's it, I, I still am passionate about building, you know, the, the, the biggest nail brand in the world. So I feel that we're on the right, we're definitely in the right steps. We're on the right path to doing that. Um, I think uh, that's going to take, it's going to take a few more years. So, um I just, you know, I just want to continue being great friend, uh, you know, a great business partner to my team, a uh, great father, 
you know, great husband. Um, I want time. Mm -hmm. I want more time to play golf. <laughs> I don't know if that's real. <laughs> that is real. I think it's become way more real through this like yeah. pandemic, no, right? For sure. I, I you know, I, I feel that at my point in my career, uh, time for me is the most precious. Mm -hmm. So if, if I have time to enjoy, I love doing nails. Mm -hmm. I love my business, but uh, I love to do other things as well. Mm -hmm. So if I could spend time doing those things, mm -hmm. um, uh, I want to do it. I like to push myself physically too, you mm -hmm. know, so it's not just going to the gym, you know, um, I, I, you know. I believe that we have to push ourselves to a point of like, am I, do, is this like, is, should I be doing this? <laughs> <laughs> so what are we talking about? Um, what, like, g give me an example of that. So um, I did a big, um, last year I did a, a 30 mile ruck with Brendan and then we did a 12 hour, uh, we did a 12 hour ruck. It was from nine o'clock at night till, uh, nine o'clock in the morning, we went into the ocean, we had to carry 200 pounds, seven miles. I mean, dude, it was brutal. <laughs> he is a, no, he's he an is animal. A, so he is an animal. Is, Brennan, if you're watching, you're an animal. Dude, you are, <laughs> dude, my hero, bro. Seriously. So he, uh, and he just, he, he completed SEAL Fit last year. Yeah. There's the lunch bell again. Um, People are hungry around here. <laughs> so he, he completed Seal Fit, which is 48-hour event, mm -hmm. um, and he, he's you know he's planning something big. Um, I, we want to do something in the realm of maybe you know 60 to 70 mile ruck. Yeah. So. I'm, okay. So seriously, yeah. why? Because pain is good. It's good for, for because I believe that if you can accomplish physical acts like this, mm -hmm. everything else is easy. Well, that part's true. So how do you build to that? You, it takes time. You can't just step out and do it. You have to put the work in. So what does that look like? When you first started doing these things with Brendan, because I've thought about this. When he was at SEAL, when he did the SEAL camp. Yeah, the SEAL Fit Yeah, program. the SEAL Fit program. And explaining that and just watching him yeah. train for that. Uh, I mean, um, not to divert here, but like, I just thought, how awesome because it is testing your resilience as right. an individual right uh, like it's about the mental breakdown and the come up correct. right and so in the come out and we deal with this in business every day every day right to your point people are gonna and our president talks about this all the time he says kendra people will disappoint you oh yeah every hour potentially every minute potentially correct. depending on how big your team is people are going to disappoint you and i struggle i struggle it's like it as I've gotten older, it burns me deeper. Like, gosh darn it, that I was wrong about a person. And it, and it, it's not necessarily like that, but going back to this, it's that type of mental exercise because our brains Correct. are a muscle, right? Correct. So exercising that muscle oh, yeah. is a oh, necessity yeah. in oh, yeah. being a successful business person or a successful person for that matter. You know... I think in order to callous your mind, mm -hmm. uh, pain is a good thing. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying go out and hurt yourself. <laughs> You're all, I'm not condoning that. No, no, not at all. But um, look, we experience it in the gym on a regular basis. <laughs> Dude, it, it hurts. Yeah, so, you know, but I believe that our bodies are capable of, 
our bodies and our minds are capable of amazing things. And mm -hmm. I think if you push yourself to do things like that, mm -hmm. so well, look, again, like someone might say, like, you know, I've never run a marathon before, 26.2 miles. You know, mm -hmm. it's like, you, you're not gonna just go out and run 26.2 miles. You have to work for that. You have to yeah. train for, you have to get your legs and your feet and your ankles yeah. and your mind conditioned for that pain. It's mm -hmm. not going to be like, oh wow, this was so easy. I can't believe I just did 26 miles. Mm -hmm. No, you're gonna be hurting. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to be hurting, right? So, you know, and so I, I believe, funny. you know, at the end of the day, like working up to big events like this, Personally, I care less. I'm not like announcing it. My friends will know, but it's it's all personal. I yeah. want to be able to do it because I could say to my children, I could set examples for my friends and, and my, my kids, like, look, I was able to overcome this. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you should be able to overcome whatever you do as well. It's yeah. putting yourself in position to deal with frustration. Yeah. That's, that's what it all comes down to, right? But you mentioned something it, which is, this is hard for me to even take in. You said when you can callous your mind. Yes. So does that mean that you have to walk around calloused? No, I, I, think, uh, I think an open heart, like it, it smooths out the calluses as well. You have to not only have a callous mind, but you do have to have an open heart like it's a combination of both. It's a balance, it is yeah. A, it is a balance. You have so, to have both. So that's the interesting part, right? Like we have to sh learn to shut off our brain, control our brain Correct. as a muscle that it is. Oh, yeah. Our heart is a muscle also. Correct. So, you know, we'll use Gary V, yeah. right? Gary V talks about this all the time. Empathy, 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 compassion, compassion, compassion. So true. These are the things that are necessary, right? Where I feel as a mother, probably more so, that I have nothing but empathy for people or especially people who are struggling. If I can help them, if I can be the light for them, if it's a smile, if it's a cup of coffee, something that simple, or if it's something that requires my time, can I give to you? Just like you're doing with your with the students, right? But then on the flip side, it's it's those feelings that take me to the dark places when someone disappoints. So it's like, it's 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 part of the game. It's you're gonna. <laughs> It, it, unfortunately. You're like, get tough, lady. <laughs> no, so that's the whole thing. It's it's being able to kind of embrace the disappointing because you're gonna get disappointed, like your president said. You got you got to get used to the disappointments. Yeah. You're not gonna be able to make everybody happy. At the end of the day, you have to be able to give, mm -hmm. but expect nothing in return. So that's hard. It's hard for most people to do. It's hard for most people to give and expect nothing in return. But that's kind of the. That's what I do every day when I'm teaching. Well, when you're teaching, yeah. but when you step foot into your business yeah. with people that you employ, you absolutely have to expect something in return, you, you, right? So again, but it's without micromanaging them. So right. you, you have to ha set a high bar mm -hmm. or a, a bar. Everyone has to know what they have to do. Mm -hmm. And if they don't do it, mm -hmm. Well, you know. It was a clear expectation. Yeah, so it, it obviously right. is not going to work. And right. I, I feel that everyone's gonna kind of, everyone's gonna set their path, right. whatever whatever it is, right? right? So if you can't fulfill your duties, and it doesn't matter whether it's work or your own personal life, something is gonna fail. Yeah, right. Right, and that's right. on no one but the that, person. that person, correct. Yeah, right. 
So going back to mental toughness, because mm. this is a huge part of my deal, right? And I think anyone in our gym, if we want to be candid, what we do every single morning is tough. Brutal. Yeah. <laughs> so you're taking it a step further in doing this with um, Brendan. How often do you train like from a mental toughness perspective where stuff is just hard physically and mentally um, outside of CrossFit? I do it uh, a couple days a week. Uh, I'm doing it more because I'm training to do you know a big ruck for him. But when I'm preparing, I try to put in at least a couple days a week outside of the gym. Um, you know, and you know that's all I can afford right now. I think as the time comes closer, I'll do a little bit more. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, look, I'm like I have a, I have an incredible support staff. Yeah, my wife. Yeah, right? like I can't do the things I can do without having somebody who believes and supports me and my beliefs in that. Um, She's like, leave. Perfect. You're crazy. <laughs> if you're sitting here, no, she, she she really does think I'm crazy, but that, that's okay. Well, it works though. It, it does. Yeah. It does. Um, you know my you know my children. So I have young children. You know, and so to see them flourish and grow, uh, you know, in 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 environments where they're gonna, they're gonna, they're going to want to get better. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's that's the example. That's it. I got to set the example. Yeah. If I set the example, it's 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 going to be. I need to be that role model for them. Yeah. Brendan has kids too. Yes, four. That he sets a fantastic him and Sam to be honest, because she's Incredible. a great support oh, system best. too. Oh yeah. Um, well, so if people want to learn from you to buy your product, yes. Where are they going? So they could go to youngnails.com. Um, you can register uh, to shop. Um, if you're interested in education, you can go to Young Nails Inc. on YouTube. There are thousands of videos for you to get a ton of information. You could follow us, again, Young Nails Inc. on Instagram, um, TikTok, run all platforms. There's a lot of <laughs> educational information to support your nail habit. Um, so if you do have that nail habit, we're definitely the company who's going to feed you, right, the right product for that habit. I know, we need to bring you into the gym. <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, I can save a lot of money if I just teach myself. <laughs> but time, time is also a factor. Through my but wife. <laughs> Uh, is married to the nail man and, he, and she, she will never like, do her nails <laughs> yeah well why uh, aren't you doing them for her i have to do her nails oh perfect i do yeah. well at least you're doing it you're uh, saving yeah. you're saving yourselves money yeah <laughs> <laughs> she's like we have an event <laughs> mm -hmm. anyways i love talking to you Thank we you could talk forever oh, yeah, for in sure. the gym outside of the gym i want to actually talk more about um Rucking and Brandon, I need to get on that train. I need something additional, but um, we'll talk about that off for camera. For sure. Anyway, um, loved having you. Thank you. And thank you for having us here. Oh, no, I appreciate Such it. Such a cool space, oh, yeah. and um, tons of success is coming your way. I thank already you. know it. I appreciate it. Thanks. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. This is Greg, Young Nails. He's awesome. Check out his videos. You heard a testimonial live right here. I don't think it gets any better than that, actually. <laughs> so um, thank you for whoever wrote that, and thank you for having us. Um, hope you guys tune in next time. See ya.
Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Rommel Report. You can find more information about Kendra at Kendra Rommel on Instagram and at Kendra Rommel Team on TikTok. Stay tuned for the next episode. And until then, we welcome your feedback and questions for upcoming episodes. Hard work alone won't make you a millionaire. Just like a pro athlete, it takes grit, discipline, and mastery. Let's level up together. At 2022, Futures Financial LLC, all rights reserved. This is not a commitment to lend. All offers of credit are subject to approval. Restrictions may apply. Futures Financial LLC reserves the right to amend rates and guidelines. NMLS ID 2319852. Loans made are arranged pursuant to a California finance lender's law license 168740. See www.futuresfinancial.com.